The following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Helmet. Let's rock. And coming to you live on tape on this Sunday, November 14th. It is week 10 of the NFL season. Yes, we are through the halfway mark and we begin the second stretch of football, at least professionally, that is. College obviously looking to wrap up. My Demon Deacons, yes, pulling off a victory last night. Unfortunate that they lost that game to North Carolina the week before. Killed that undefeated season and possible playoff hopes, but they won a good game versus NC State last night. So college is starting to wrap up. The pros are just getting warmed up with yet a whole other half of a season left before us. So... Currently, it is about 11 o'clock on Sunday morning as we ramp up here for the weekend slate of games. We already have one game in the books, and that was the Miami Dolphins getting the home victory. Home dog versus the eight-and-a-half-point favored Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore just completely pooped the bet. Not a good game for Baltimore, who many had put into the top ranks in probably one of the top five teams in the league as of right now. Well, it didn't happen on Thursday as they ran into the buzzsaw that was the Miami Dolphins defense and all the craziness with Brissett going down and then Tua getting in there and it the, the offensive lineman get, doing the flip over called back. Catch that ball, but it was a good highlight reel. It was it was a crazy Thursday night game that saw our first dog victory. And as we have noted throughout the year so far, the dogs winning have been one of the key trends throughout the year. Why it is so, who knows. But the dogs that pull off the covers win outright a lot of the time. Last week, a matter of fact, I believe... They were 6 of 9. And I'll, let me pull out the stats real quick. But last week, they were indeed 6 of 9. That is 6 wins out of the 9 games they covered. The week before that, if we go there, they were... Let me get my sheet here. I should have got this before I did this. Uh, and I'm probably not going to pull it out now because I'm looking for it right now. And that's the way the world works. 6 of 7 was the week before. And I could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Uh, four, of si- 4 of 7 the week before that. So, like I said... If there is a trend, for whatever reason it might be, it has been that the dogs have been winning outright in these games. So, Moneyline Parlays featuring underdogs winning... Well, that would be a Moneyline Parlay, right? I'm saying the same thing twice. But Moneyline Parlays featuring dogs have been where you have been able to make some cash in 2021. Anyway, so uh, that is the beginning of week 
10 with that Miami win. Let's get into the games this week so far. we Well, so far, but up on the docket. Seven games at one. Four games at four. We have five home dogs. We also have five double-digit spreads. So that is what we are looking at. And like we said... It started off good for those that bet the underdog with the Dolphin victory. So let's start off with a 1 o'clock games. And the first one we will feature will be down in Tampa Bay. Well, sorry, not in Tampa Bay. It will feature Tampa Bay, but it will be up in Washington where the football team will be hosting the Bucks. Here we go. It is our first home dog of the week. Like we said, we have five home dogs, and the Washington football team is the first of them. Buccaneers currently favored by 10. The over-under is 51 points. Right now, the tickets are in on the Bucks at 74%. The money is on the Bucks at 68%. Both of those numbers have come down since we did the show earlier in the week on Thursday. So, you have seen those numbers come down a little bit. Washington getting some love. Sharps are going to come in on the Washington football team. As for that 51, that is going to be one of my two over-unders for the week. I am actually taking the under there. I just thought that 51 was a lot of points for these two teams to try to get over, the, especially with the injuries that the Buccaneers are facing and Washington just not being a stout offensive team. Speaking of those injuries, the Buccaneers will be without Antonio Brown. They will be out. Rob Gronkowski. So those two pieces of their offense are gone. Chris Godwin is going to be a game-time decision. It sounds like he is going to play. Jason Pierre-Paul, he did not practice all week, so they are going to see if he can go. He was a limited... Godwin was a limited participant on Friday, but Pierre Paul, Pierre Paul didn't practice all week. We'll see if he can go. So, like we mentioned, the Buccaneers offense going to be banged up for this one. Uh, you know, Godwin being able to practice uh, limited on Friday is a good thing because obviously you have Mike Evans over to the other side of the field. The football team, Curtis Samuel and Montez Sweat, did not practice all week, and they are going to be out. <laughs> So you're going to lose them in the lineup. Antonio Gibson, he's battled this chin injury all week. He was not, or or all year I should say, he was not given an injury designation, although he was battling a hip injury on top of it. I mean, a rough rough season for Gibson so far because he has just not been able to be uh, get a clear bill of health since the beginning of the season, although he doesn't have a designation here, so maybe that shin healed up, although that was not what was alluded to as the season went on. So here we got uh, the elder Eggy on the Buccaneers. I am going to be taking the Bucks. My brother is going to be taking the football team. And that is the first game. Let's bounce down. Uh, it's going to be up this time, up to Pittsburgh, where the Steelers are going to be facing off against the Lions. Obviously, this is the game that we have featured. A big news uh, injury. It's not an injury news, but a COVID note as Big Ben Roethlisberger is going to be out. No go for Big Ben. And this is the situation that we had spoke about in the preseason where none of the teams wanted to face this situation. A player the day before the Sunday game getting diagnosed with COVID. It is also the reason that the COVID vaccinations were pushed so heavily by the NFL teams, member clubs, because 
Should you be unvaccinated, a la Aaron Rodgers, and you test negative yesterday or today, you are going to be out two games minimum. It is a 10-game on-the-sideline process for being unvaccinated and getting diagnosed positive with COVID. It sounds as though that Mr. Uh, Roethlisberger was not lying like Rogers was, and Big Ben is actually vaccinated. So now he has to submit two negative tests within 48 hours, and he can be back. Obviously, being diagnosed positive yesterday, that was an impossibility for this game. So Mason Rudolph ends up becoming the quarterback for the Steelers in this game against the Detroit Lions. So the Steelers are still going to be the favorite. Earlier in the week, they were nine-point favorites. That has come down now to five-and-a-half points, but the Steelers still the home favorite here. The over-under on this one is 40-and-a-half points. That has come down two points from earlier in the week. Obviously, reflection of Mason Rudolph being under center. The Sharps are going to come in on the Lions. The tickets and the money are on the Lions as well. So you have a trifecta here game with the Sharps tickets and big money all on the Lions. 63% of the tickets, 76% of the money. The pros and Joes have changed as the week has gone on. You have seen the tickets come in a little bit on the Steelers, but the big money has gone way over to the Lions' side. Early in the week, the Steelers had 78% of the money pool. That has gone down all the way to 24%. So you have seen almost 50% get lopped off here. Obviously, uh, the Big Ben designation is one of the large variables in that one. But anyway, the pros and Joes have changed quite a bit. Like I said, the tickets seeing a little uptick toward the Steelers, but the money seeing a lot of flows over to Detroit. The injuries, we I mean, we basically covered the Steelers. They also have one other injury, and that is Chase Claypool. He had the toe injury Monday night against the Bears. He's going to be out. So James Washington's going to get a little more featured work there in the lineup. As for the Lions, Jamal Williams, the running back, They just came off a bye, but it wasn't enough to get him in the lineup. So it's going to be a lot of DeAndre Swift for the Lions. In this game, my brother ended up taking the Steelers. Won't hold him to that now that Big Ben is out. But I did take the Lions, and I am going to stick with that one, obviously, because now things are lined up in my favor, especially at the previous nine point when I took them on Thursday. The Browns will be leaving Cleveland and traveling into Foxborough in New England to face off against the Pats, which in my mind is probably one of the two best games of the week. It's the one that we talked about most uh, on Thursday. It is the Patriots, a home favorite here by two and a half points over Cleveland. The over-under is 45 points. The Sharps are going to be coming in on Cleveland. The tickets are slightly in on the Browns as well at 54%. The money bigger on the Pats at 68% of the ticket pool on New England. You have seen 
both ticket and money flow, however, go over toward the Browns as the week has gone on, more so in the tickets than in the money, but they have both down-ticked on New England's side as the week has gone on. Injury report for this one. Uh, the Browns lost Nick Chubb to, yes, COVID. <laughs> COVID, it will not go away, and it continues to impact all of these lineups as we go on. So Nick Chubb, who just got back from injury, is now out. And it looks like Deionis Johnson, uh, the guy that they got from the AFL that blew up on the Thursday night game against the Broncos several weeks ago, is going to get the nod there in the starting lineup. Kareem Hunt, obviously, on IR with his injury. Baker Mayfield and Miles Garrett were not on the injury report. They do not have an injury designation. Mayfield, obviously, dealing with that shoulder. I guess at this point, they're just going to live with it. So why are you going to designate it? You know what it is. And Miles Garrett, he, he had that foot that he was battling, but no designations for them. The Patriots are going to be without their starting running back, Damian Harris, but that means... That Stevenson, should he be able to go, and it sounds like he will, will get the nod and some opportunity here to show what that rookie is made of. Um, other than that, there is really nothing else to note, especially since the Patriots put a thousand people on their injury report every single fucking week. So what good is it anyway? But we do know that Harris is out, and we do know that Stevenson is going to be a go. So I ended up taking the Patriots in this one, liking that two and a half at home. My brother also took the the Patriots. So you got Eggy Brothers on New England, even though it looks like the tickets and the money are going to be heading toward the Browns as the week has gone on here. The Indianapolis Colts have seen an odd season so far. They were dead in the water with a couple of weeks to go in the preseason as they lost their uh, Nelson, their star offensive guard, and their quarterback, Carson Wentz, to a foot injury. The same foot injury, mind you, that they both went down. But then they both came back to start the season. And then their season was a little rough. They, they played well, but they lost a bunch of games. And now they've slowly upticked as they the past couple of weeks have gone on and they've looked pretty good. So now they were a double-digit favorite last week against the Jets. They were up by 30 points and almost lost that cover in the end of the game there until Josh Johnson and the Jets threw that interception. But the Colts are going to get another double-digit favorite line here against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So it's going to be the Colts hosting the Jaguars, favored by 10.5. The over-under in this is 47.5 points. The Sharps are coming in on the Jags. The tickets and the money are in on the Colts. Tickets more so than the money pool. 65% of the tickets, 60% of the money. We have seen pros in Joe's action in this as the tickets have come in more so on the Colts as the week's gone on, but the money flow has gone over toward the Jags in this one. Injury report for the Jaguars at the Colts. James Robinson of the Jaguars is the one question mark he missed last week because of his heel. He is still questionable this week, so if he does not go, Carlos Hyde will probably continue in spot duty there in the backfield. The Colts have two people of note, Xavier Rhodes and DeForest Buckner. They are questionable to go in this game. DeForest Buckner didn't practice Friday. He was also limited on Thursday, so that means means question marks revolving around him. T.Y. Hilton, the wide receiver who has just 
featured a slew of injuries, as he always has, but more so this year. It's maybe the signs of a, a career slowly grinding to an end here. But T.Y. Hilton is going to be back in this game. He cleared the concussion protocol, and he is set to play. It would be his third game of the season. Uh, a shame, because at his best, T.Y. Hilton was really explosive. He had a couple of good years. He's just he's featured a lot of injuries in his past couple of seasons, including this one. But you will get to see him play in this Sunday's game. Colts and the, the Colts and the... <laughs> What was I going to say here? This is what happens when you are doing a podcast and you're kind of in your own head and then you just ram up against a wall and you kind of don't know what you were going to say because you're really moving at 100 miles an hour in the dome. Well, anyway, what I was trying to say was that both Eggy Boys are in on the Colts for this game and actually for myself... The Colts are going to be one of my five best bets of the week, even though it's a ten and a half point spread. That's what I said. It's going to be a lock. So, the Dallas Cowboys will be the next game we will talk about. They are hosting the Falcons. This game is another double-digit spread. The Cowboys are 10-point favorites over Atlanta. The over-under here is 54.5 points. My brother actually likes the under in that one. So that will be one of his two over-under picks for the week. It will be the Cowboy Falcon under 54.5 points. Right now, the Sharps are coming in on the Falcons, as are the tickets and the money. So you do have a trifecta game for the Falcons in this one. Uh, The money and the tickets have also also flown over toward the Falcons side. So not only do you have a trifecta game, you've also see the flow of tickets and money pool go over toward Dallas as the week's gone on. The injury report for this game, let's check it out. Updated, it looks like Calvin Ridley obviously is out. He is on the IR dealing with his mental health issues, so he will not be partaking in this one. Dallas is the one team that had injuries of note and theirs is on the defensive line. They are going to be already out to Marcus Lawrence, and he's on the IR, and now Randy Gregory is also going to be on the IR. He hurt his calf this week, and he will be out. So they are going to activate Michael Gallup from the injured reserve, so he is going to be back in action. He was injured, if I'm not mistaken, the very first game of the season versus Tampa Bay. He went down, I think he caught a caught, he caught the touchdown in the end zone and hurt his shoulder, and he's been out ever since. So, you're going to see him back, and with Gregory and Lawrence out, you probably see Micah Parsons float over from his linebacking position back to defensive line, which he's done a bunch during this season. So, I am going to be on the Cowboys on this one. My brother is going to be on the Falcons. We're on opposite ends of the Cowboy-Falcon game. We will see who was correct. The Titans... They are going to be facing off against the Saints. This game has been heavily talked about as the gamblers of note have been on kind of both sides of this one. More so, I think, from what I have heard on the Saints. But right now, the Titans are home favorites by three points over the Saints. The over-under in this one is 44.5 points. This is going to be a sharp and money game where the, I guess, pros Joes, right? Because the Sharps are in on the Saints, 59% of the money pool is in on the Saints, but the tickets are in on the Titans at a hefty 65%. And also, those flows have changed as the week has gone on. The Titans have seen more tickets come in on them as the money has gone 
gone toward the Saints as the date. Uh, I, I said time goes on twice. Another problem of just going a million miles an hour trying to get through a update here before you go coach your kid's soccer game is that you say the same things twice and you become a cliche monster. <laughs> So the injury report for the Saints and Titans is as such. Alvin Kamara is going to be out. They list him as questionable, but I think he's finally been downgraded as out. He missed a ton of practice this week. And as far as I know, I think he's been moved to the out uh, category. If he hasn't, he's not going to play in this game regardless. Everybody in the brother has said that so far. So it will be Mark Ingram there holding the rock in the backfield for the Saints. And that's a big move because, look, Kamara is basically their entire offense. And now you're dealing with an offense that lost their quarterback, their starter, several weeks ago. So now you're going with Trevor Simeon for, I think this is the second full game in a row. You are going to get Tyson Hill back, so you might see some Hill action in the backfield. You know, they'd like to feature him in spot duty, and now without the concussion designation, he could be good to go. On the other side for the Titans, David Long, linebacker, key part of that defense. He is out. He's out with a hamstring injury. Julio Jones has been moved to the injured reserve, so he will miss three games. The other question mark is Ryan Tannehill. He did not practice Friday with an illness. He, They do think that he's going to play today. I haven't heard anything as to the contrary this morning. But always uh, something to note when a quarterback misses a Friday practice before a game such as this one where they're facing off against the Saints, where I, you know some people have shown a little bit of love as this week has gone on. And that has also been et moi. Because I am going to be taking the Saints in this game. My brother is going to be taking the Titans. And that is one of his five best picks of the week. He will be taking the Titans. He likes them actually enough that he's also going to put some money on them straight up for the week. The Jets, they got smoked on Thursday night football last week and then somehow found a way to almost backdoor cover that game as they were down by 30 points and then Josh Johnson ends up I, I'm putting together some kind of offense and then it's driving late to make the late cover and then throws an interception. Well, anyway, Josh Johnson is going to the bench. It's going to be Mike Effin White. I mean, that doesn't hold any relevance to you. New York has gone over, in a, over the top with uh, a moniker of Mike fucking White. So... They chant his name in the stadium, they call him Mike Effin White, and he is going to be under center, and he is the coolest thing since sliced bread for New York Jet fans. They are going to be hosting the Bills, and they are going to be double-digit underdogs here at home. Bills favored by 13 in this one, over-under is 47.5 points. There is no sharp take on this game. However, the tickets and the money are big time on the Bills. 68% of the tickets are on the Bills and 81% of the money pool. Those numbers have actually dialed up as the week has gone on. In regard to the injury report, there really is not much to talk about. Um, the, the coach McDermott had said that cornerback Tayron Johnson cleared his concussion protocol, so he will play. Zach Moss is going to be active. Uh, Spencer Brown, the right tackle, and tight end Dawson Knox are also moving toward playing in this game. And the Jets, I mean, what do you want to know? Zach Wilson is, is questionable, but he is not playing. So it is going to be Mike F. and White. Corey Davis, who was their big offseason signing from the Titans, 
looked good in the beginning, and then he kind of flamed out, and then he got hurt. He is questionable in this game. Uh, let's see, defensive and uh, defensive lineman Shaq Lawson. Also questionable with the hamstring, but who cares? It's really about Zach Wilson, Mike Effin White, and can they do anything against this Bills defense? I don't think so because I am going to be taking the Bills as is my brother. And that is the final game of the 1 o'clock schedule. The 4 o'clock schedule will start, start off in Los Angeles where the Chargers are going to be hosting the Vikings. The Chargers favored by three points. The over-under is 53.5 points. There is no sharp take yet on this game. The Chargers have both the tickets and the money pool. 55% of the tickets, 59% of the money. But those numbers have slowly moved toward the Vikings as the week has gone on. In regard to the injury report for this one, the Vikings are going to be out. Michael Pierce and Anthony Barr, they are both out. The Chargers have a couple of questionables. Nasir Adderley, their safety, he's had a, a decent season since coming back. Uh, Keenan Allen, he is the person of note. They said that he is going to be a go, but he has been battling a knee injury. Joey Bosa is going to go in this game. However, he did not practice practice Friday, and he was limited Thursday. So, obviously, Bosa has been an an injury monster uh, in his career after starting off very strong. His brother actually has been banged up. His brother, obviously, with a big knee injury last year. But uh, Bosa has not seen good health over his career, and here he is again on the injury list. But Adderley, Allen, Bosa, three big names, and they're all questionable to go here for the Steelers, but it looks like they're all going to step on the field, and we'll see how that pans out. Vikings, obviously, they lose Barr and they lose Pierce, but the bigger note for the Vikings is their season has just gone so south because they have been in so many of these games and have just given it up. I mean, it it's just unbelievable. That game last week versus the Baltimore Ravens where they were up I, I, 14 nothing at one point, and then I think they might have been up by three scores, and still they ended up losing that game. Mike Zimmer, big-time hot seat candidate, and now they've got to go into Los Angeles here and try to beat the Chargers. My brother and I both took the Chargers in this one, and it'll be one of my locks of the week. The the Arizona Cardinals also dealing with injuries, uh, more so than the Chargers, because the Cardinals are going to be out their quarterback and their top wide receiver. They're saying that Murray may be a go. I don't know. I can't see it. It doesn't sound like anybody else thinks that way either because if you've had your ear to the pavement, nobody has really talked about Murray playing in this game. I guess they're going to try to put him out there in the pregame and see if he's got anything. But we will see. Obviously, Hopkins is out. And then for the Panthers, Brian Burns is questionable, so he's going to be a go. But their biggest injury is in the quarterback area as well as the great Sam Darnold will finally see his way out of Carolina, probably on the IR, and then never make his way back into the starting lineup as they have signed Cam Newton to return to uh, uh, Carolina and play quarterback. Too bad for P.J. Walker. Nice story out of the XFL. It doesn't even look like he's going to get a shot, but it's probably reflective of his, of his ability, right? I mean, that's the way that it works. So anyway, the game in the game that I am talking about is the Cardinals hosting the Panthers. Cardinals big favorites in this game. Cardinals favored by 10.5 points. The over-under is 44. Woohoo! My football number. Love that number. Uh, and this is a trifecta game. The Sharps 
tickets and money all on the Carolina Panthers right now. 62% of the tickets, 53% of the money. And those flows have gone toward the Panthers as the week has gone on now, too. So I am going to be taking the Panthers. It is one of my five picks. But my brother is going to be coming in on the side of Arizona. The Broncos are going to be hosting the Eagles. Here's a game. I th- This is where me and my brother immediately, without even knowing, you knew that we were going to be on opposite sides here because my brother is just all over the Eagles. Right now, Denver is two and a half point favorites at home over Philadelphia. The over-under is 45 and a half points. The Sharps, like my brother, are going to be coming in on the Eagles. The tickets and the money are in on the Broncos. 65% of the tickets, 71% of the money pool, and those numbers numbers have gone up quite a bit since earlier in the week. They were around 50% of the tickets, now up to 65, and 56% of the money, now up to 71. So you've seen a big uptake in the Broncos, uh, in the betting trends. I am also taking them. They are also going to be my fourth lock of this week. My brother is going to be in on the Eagles. As for the injury report, well, the Broncos' biggest injuries are on their offensive line, right? Last week, they battled losing three of their five linemen, and it looks like they're going to be out at least two, if not three, of their linemen again this week. But it didn't really matter because last week they blew up and they had a monster game on the ground. So uh, another trend that we've seen outside of dogs winning outright this year is that injuries, unless they come into a game... I don't think they really have that big of an impact on any of these outcomes. They really don't. I mean, you have seen injury after injury this year, and you have seen backups come in and play and play fine. So I am not sure that the injuries across the Broncos' offensive line will become a big factor in this game, but you never know because the Eagles' strength is their offensive-defensive line. So that could be a point, uh, you know, a, a... a data point to look at in this game. Now, the Broncos are also going to be battling some COVID action as Drew Locke is out of COVID, so their backup quarterback is out. But more importantly, their offense corner, Pat Shermer. Oh, that guy. Boo. Hate that guy. That's coming from a Giants fan. But Pat Shermer is going to be out with COVID in this game, so they're going to lose their offensive uh, coordinator. Who knows? That might be a positive for them. But anyway, like I said, I am on the Broncos. My brother is on the Eagles for the Denver-Philly game. And the final game of 4 o'clock is going to be the Packers hosting Seattle. This is, to me, easily the second best game, if not the best game. Depends on how you you see it. along with the Patriots-Browns. So we've got the Packers hosting Seattle here. Packers three-point favorites. The over-under is 49.5 points. That is going to be my second over-under of the week. I am taking the under on that one. So Packers-Seahawks under 49.5 points for me. The Sharps are coming in on the Seahawks. The tickets and the money are on the Packers on this one. 63% of the tickets are on the Packers. Same deal for the money. The tickets have slowly ticked up on Green Bay as the week has gone on. In regard to injuries, look, the big news out of this one is in the quarterback realm. It looks like Aaron Rodgers is a go, and it looks like that Russell Wilson 
also a go. So Wilson, this will be his first week back after injuring that finger on Thursday Night Football, I believe it was. He banged that up with a plan. I think it was Seattle, Los Angeles. I can't even remember these games anymore. But I think it was Seattle, Los Angeles. He busted that finger up. It was all ugly. He had the pin put it in. Anyway, he's back. And I think he was saying it was, you know... Something from God that helped him get back today. So, whatever. I guess God likes Russell Wilson, and uh, he must like him in this game to get him back here. So, But Russell Wilson's back in this one. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he did not practice all week, but he did get the thumbs up yesterday to come off the COVID list. So he will be playing after being on the bench for two weeks, one game total, but two weeks' time. And he will be there under center. Can't get any worse than Jordan Love last week. So that is a positive for the Packers here. And those are the big... Injury news. The other injury note is David Bakhtiari. He's been injured. He was sounded like he was going to come back this week. They had him on the practice field, but he's not going to make it. So he is David Bakhtiari, the big tackle there for the Packers, is not going to make his return today. So he will be on the sidelines. Anyway, I am going to be taking the Packers in this one. My brother... Locking it in with Seattle. Love Seattle in this spot. And this will be a fun one to watch on TV because I I don't know if it'll continue on through game time, but the, the Green Bay did have snow this morning. So it will be a fantastic weather game. So when you fire up the old school Madden and you're waiting to see the snow on the field and then all of a sudden you've got it, you're super excited. And as will the people in Green Bay today because they get one of their textbook Green Bay snow games here versus Seattle. NFL stoked because you know they love the elements and they know they love the snow games. Looks good on TV and you get one here for the 4 o'clock Packers-Seahawks game. And that leaves us two more games to talk about. The first being Sunday Night Football. And a big AFC West battle here featuring the Chiefs going into Los Angeles. Not Los Angeles. Going into Las Vegas. Facing off against the Raiders at the Death Star. The Chiefs are going to be road favorites here by two and a half points. The over-under is going to be 52 points. That is going to be one of my brother's plays. His second over-under, and that is going to be an over 52 points for the Chiefs and the Raiders in that one. The Sharps are going to be coming in on Las Vegas. The tickets and the money are in on the Chiefs. 66% of the tickets, 59% of the money. The money has flown slowly. Steadily over toward the Raiders, however, as the week has gone on. Injury report for this one. Uh, it looks like CEH, Edward Tolaire, is not going to play in this one. It sounded like they were trying to get him good to go. I believe he practiced, but now they are saying he did not get moved off the injured reserve list, so he will not be available for the Sunday game. Uh, as for the Raiders, I, you know, it's not about injuries for the Raiders at this point. They are going to have Deshaun Jackson playing in this game. Uh, Edwards is going to be in the second game post-Henry Ruggs since he ended up running over and killing that poor woman and her dog. And so, the, I mean, Gruden, Ruggs, uh, they lost Arnett. Obviously, he had the big gigantic gun and tons of ammunition and drums, and I think he was going after a fan who would talk shit about him on 
Instagram, and then he told him to drive over, and he would just shoot him up, and he said him and all his boys had tons of guns. I mean, it's just crazy, right? I mean, the Raiders, 2021 season, one to forget. However, they've been playing well, and so this is a big Sunday night game because this is playing for the division lead here for the Raiders. Now, the Chiefs, like I said, are going to be favored here on the road. Um, I am going to end up taking the Raiders, as is my brother, and for my brother... It's going to be one of his locks against his team, against the Raiders. He's going to be picking the Chiefs here. And the Chiefs, as we know, never cover. They, I mean, in this spot, they don't have to cover. They just have to win. But, you know, I, if everything fits to history here, the Chiefs will win by one point, right? That's what's going to happen here. So the Chiefs are going to be a brother's eggy play, and that will leave one more game, and that is the Monday Night Football game. Featuring the Los Angeles Rams in San Francisco to take on the 49ers. This game will see the uh, introduction of Odell Beckham Jr. on the Rams team, which will be needed now as Robert Woods is gone. Bobby Trees blew his ACL in the Friday practice. Unbelievable, but it did happen right after they signed OBJ. Thank God they signed him. And so the Rams here are going to be road favorites by four against San Francisco. The over-under here is 49 points. The 49ers are the Sharps pick in this one. They are also going to be the money's favored team. 56% of the money pool in on San Francisco. 74% of the tickets are on the opposite side there with the Rams, although that number has come down. Again, Monday night numbers are a little flimsy because, you know, I mean, it, it, it's a long way away. There's a lot of action to be had between now and then, and you're going to see a lot of people jump in for the last game of the week. So those numbers are going to adjust. But as of right now, the tickets liking the Rams and the money liking the 49ers. As for the injuries, check in on Monday. They're not going to post anything. But what we have heard so far uh, is that OBJ is going to play somehow limited in this game. I think now they're talking about this morning he's going to return punts. Okay, whatever. Uh, in all likelihood, I'm sure they'll probably put him out there for some kind of play or two, but it would be really difficult for him to take a big part of that offense without knowing the playbook and just getting in there on Thursday. But without Robert Woods there, who knows? So you'll probably see an uptick of Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup. How much more of an uptick can you give to him? I mean, the guy is the leading receiver in the league this year. But we will see if OBJ gets involved in that offense at all. I still think it's a stretch, but you never know. Uh, and as for the 49ers, whatever. It's just a lost year for San Francisco so far. They haven't been able to get anything right. This whole thing just goes back to that Trey Lance pick because picking Trey Lance with Garoppolo there was uh, it was a terrible deal unless you started him right away. That's just going to be the NFL going forward. If you have an incumbent quarterback who is question mark and you draft a rookie and you don't start the rookie, it's just problematic. You just see it everywhere because all anybody wants to do is see the rookie quarterback play. And every time that the incumbent plays bad, it's just a nightmare. The fans come in on it, the the coach gets a brunt of the blame 
it just leads to a lot of dysfunction, and you've been seeing it here with the 49ers. Then you combine that along with some of the injuries they've had and the way things have gone for the 49ers, and it's just not been a good year here. So my brother and I have taken the Rams in this one, and we are going to take the four. It is also going to be our fifth and final lock of the week. So there you have it. If you want a quick rundown of where the money and the tickets have gone and any kind of trends in that way, here are the teams that have seen both the money and the tickets come in on them as the week has gone on from our podcast Thursday to today. The Washington football team, Cleveland Browns, Atlanta Falcons, Buffalo Bills, Minnesota Vikings, Carolina Panthers, and definitely the Denver Broncos, who've seen a bunch of tickets and money come those ways. Those teams have seen tickets and money flow their way. So if you like them before, you're getting a little bit of confirmation here as that is how the flow has moved downriver as the week's gone on here. In regard to separation, the pros versus the Joes, if you will, you have seen the following go opposite directions. Pittsburgh, Detroit. The tickets have gone toward Pittsburgh. The money has gone toward Detroit. Indianapolis, Jacksonville. The tickets have gone toward Indianapolis. The money has gone toward Jacksonville. And the third and final game is Tennessee versus New Orleans. Tickets have gone toward Tennessee, and the money has gone toward New Orleans. So that is a wrap for Week 10. Hope you guys enjoy your football this Sunday and anything else that you have on your schedules. For me, it will be our next-to-last soccer game for my 10-year-old son. Hoping for a big win. We'll see what happens. For the rest of you, enjoy. All the best with your gambling or any kind of other adventures that you have here on November the 14th. Peace.